Hey, we're coming at you from Farm Progress Show 2023, addressing a question that I know you have because I have it. I think a grain bin is a grain bin is a grain bin. I think a grain dryer is a grain dryer is a grain dryer. They're made of steel. They consume a lot of electricity or gas when you're trying to use them. And they're really big in the landscape when you drive through the country. Tell me that I'm not right. Randy Jelleberg, uh, Rody Jelleberg and Randy Coffey with Superior are saying, no, Damien, that's not true. I got Johnny Burrell and Chad Henderson from Extreme Ag. All right, I think you've seen one grain bin, you've seen them all. Tell me why I'm wrong. Green bins, yeah, they, they do all whole grain the same. Short stool right there. All right, go ahead. So, the, what what differs is uh, the way that we approach our customer experience. Now, with the the grain dryers, a little bit different. There is some differences with grain dryers between your tower dryers and mixed flow dryers, and then even amongst the tower dryers and the mixed flow dryers, there's differences there as well. All right. So, uh, you're saying that the dryers are the difference. Is there a difference in bins? All right. You guys have a lot of bins. I've been to your farms. Is there a difference in a grain bin? Or are they all the same? Brock, GSI, Sioux, Superior. It's a bunch of steel. It's usually round and it's tall and used to have ladders and now it's a stairs. What's the difference? There are differences in them. I mean, you got different thicknesses in the wall. Some of them have a little bit thicker wall. The floors are designed better on some bins versus others. So there is a difference. The way the standards are placed under the floors. You know, there's a lot of little big differences that you don't see if you just walk into a grain bin. Now they all are silver. Yeah. That's about it, you yeah. know. Yeah. So what did you talk about the floors? Tell me about the floors. Randy, you're, you were leaned in when that. You leaned in when he talked about that. What's the difference in floors? Yeah, with the floors, a lot of the floors are going to depend on what type of uh, support system you have under the floors. Uh, we're using a, a, a support system that's designed around the, the bend size, the bend diameter, the bend height, and the spacing of the supports are very, very important when you're putting a bend in and having that accurate. Uh, to, to sustain, you know, so yours are everywhere. locked in good enough. I can turn my fans on. With it. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, you don't turn them on initially when it's empty, right? Yeah. So make sure the bed's got right. grain in it when you turn the fans on. Um, but that, that's a very critical part of the, of the bin when it's going in. Um, we, with the Superior bin right now, uh, you know, with our bin, um, our roof, a standard roof without support, is, is 8,000 pound capability. We have a lifetime warranty on the bin roof. Uh, which is something we're, we're really proud of, and we've done a lot of testing and engineering on that. And uh, yeah, we feel like we got we got a good bid on the market right now. All right, so you got a good bid on the market, and you told me there's some subtle differences. Um, is there anything that he missed? If you if you and you're, you're not selling me because I'm not going to buy a grain, but if you're selling me, what's your real pitch going to be? Don't tell me price. What's the quality difference? What's the structural difference? Because to me, I still say okay, a little difference in the flooring. Okay, what else? So one thing on our farm bins, Randy mentioned we have a lifetime warranty on our, our roof on our farm bins. Uh, we also have a life, lifetime. Uh, lifetime of the bin. <laughs> okay. Okay. And, there, and there are caveats to that. I mean, it's, it's not going to stand up to a hurricane force wind. All right. But, you know, it, it's lifetime warranty on the yeah. roof, lifetime warranty on the bottom ring. Got it. Um, we also, the way we have, have approached our bins as far as the contractors go, they go together easier because we started out as a contracting company back in the 70s building bins and eventually started making our own. So anything that our, that our erection crews are going out and if you make a tight, you know, a change here, move a hole a half an inch or something, it'll go together better. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and jump to the chase. This is something I think that in full disclosure, I've been to Johnny's Farms. He put those grain bins in, they're not yours, but he put in a hell of a big, awesome dryer. We climbed up to the top of it and shot a video, and you said, I'm absolutely sold on this type of a dryer without getting into the whole sell by, sell by. Why did you select that? You bought it, it wasn't because of price, it's because of the utility 
derived for your farming operation? Yeah, for me, it was about being able to expand it in the future. So I knew with the mixed flow I wanted because they're very efficient. Then I started looking at all the different mixed flows and see, make sure all of them could be expanded. But when I found that Superior's had all the fans mounted on the bottom, so there's no moving parts that are over, say, six, seven foot off the ground. That's what I wanted because if you have a motor go out, you're going to get a crane to come in. If I have a motor go out, I can take a basic forklift or a floor jack, pull my motor out and change it out. So one thing, and by the way, dear viewer and listener, if you didn't see it, when we shot that video at his farm in Jackson, Tennessee, we stood next to it. These motors weigh hundreds of pounds. That's right. And if they're up 60 feet in the air, you're bringing in a crane. But this way it is, you can use tractor loader, forklift, whatever, skid steer, and get this thing out of there. But you said something that a grain bin idiot like me wouldn't know. You said something about mixed flow. What's mixed flow mean? Well, the mixed flow application with the um, with the way we design our dryer and, and the ducts in it, the grain, as it goes through the ducting system, it mixes together. It blends together through the whole drying process. It gives a, a really balanced drying. And then touching more on the, the fans that Johnny was talking about, we all know the theory of heat rises, right? So when you have fans and heaters right. on the bottom of the dryer, the heat is going up evenly through the dryer. That's a situation over the years. And I've, I've worked with a lot of drying companies that uh, front-mounted fan dryers, are obviously there's an, a, a variable heat zone from front to back in the dryer. It doesn't balance out, whereas fans and heat and units mounted below, it, it's a perfect plenum, perfect heat control, and all the grain kernels get dried evenly. So. You have uh, a grain drying system. It's not as modern. And is, is, this, is this the envy of Chad Henderson now because of what he has? Because oh, yeah. it's pretty awesome. Because, I mean, everything they're talking about is, you know, we have a conventional dryer, you know, and, it, right. and it's a nice dryer and it'll dry good corn. But you have to manage it a lot more than I would say you'd manage Johnny's, you know. We're managing, we're managing grain temperature going out. We're managing grain temperature in the bin. We're managing fines a lot more. There's yeah. a lot of things like that that go on because we can't dry at so many points, you know. And that's just nature of the beast, you know. Um, so where Johnny can start at 27 or 28 percent and have a good quality grain, you know, my number is a whole lot less than that, you know. I'd like to touch on that because one of the big things we covered in a previous video, but again, we didn't cover it all, so this is not repetitious. You want to start at 27, 28 percent. You and Brian Adams, your agronomy uh, uh, sidekick, talked about this because you get a premium based on where you are. If you can get corn earlier, you can make money more than enough to offset the drying charge because of where you are, there's a demand for early season, early harvested corn. But also, you're not breaking the bank. I thought the numbers were fairly amazing yeah. because you said my old batch dryer took me however many cents per point per bushel, and this takes like one third of that. Give me those numbers again. Yeah, so like for us to do about 10 points removal, it's running about eight to nine cents is what it's costing for electricity and gas. Sort of about a penny a point. Roughly a penny a point. Now. If I, that's right. If I was back to like a, a portable screen dryer like I have on the farm also, it's probably more like 12, 13 cents. And the biggest problem I always ran with it is the inconsistency in the grain. The grain always got real hot. It just kind of baked it more or less. Whereas a mixed flow, it holds, my dryer holds what, close to 4,000 bushel, I think, right? Yeah. So it stays in there a lot longer and it just constantly mixing it and you get a much better quality coming out. Yeah, the, the, the distribution or the uh, diffusion of right. the heated, because it used to yeah. be you'd have stuff dried down to 13% and stuff that was still at yeah. 18%. Yeah. And the big takeaway too, when Chad's grain comes out, it's probably 130, 140 degrees coming out of the dryer. It's gonna yeah. go in the bin. If you don't have the fans on, it's gonna start sweating. Right. When the grain comes out of ours, if the ambient temperature is 70 degrees, it's real close to ambient temperature. I'm going to go back to Rody here, and I'm going to go ahead and point this out. You still haven't convinced me there's a big difference in grain bins from one to the next. I'm starting to believe there's a big difference from one dryer to the next. Is that more accurate? 
That, that's more accurate. Yeah, there are quite a, few, quite a few differences with dryers. All right, so efficiency, he just talked about the points. In an era where we're obviously under a lot of scrutiny and agriculture about our environmental uh, you know, footprint, all that kind of stuff, is this a new way to, to sell superior grain dryers, less fuel per, per point removed? I mean, is that something that's catching on? It's starting to, people are, are you know, mixed bowls have been around since the 60s. And it's, they kind of had a, a drop off through the 80s. Now they're kind of coming back when guys are realizing, yeah, there is more of a difference in the efficiency. It, it, you know, Johnny did the research and it made sense because he was able to get that, that um, economics to work out and they are more efficient. And I've, we've got guys actually that have, still have tower dryers next to our mixed flow. Yeah. And they don't run the tower dryers unless they absolutely have to, because the the quality coming out, you can gain a, a pound to two pounds of test. That's one of the things I was going to talk about on quality. So if Chad's got stuff that's 130 degrees and it's been cooked down to 12% uh, moisture, but the other stuff is still at 18% because it doesn't flow, can you make the case that you get better test weight and you sell a little bit better quality product based on the way this works versus an old batch dryer? Absolutely. When you use a regular, most of the time a portable dryer, your test weight's going to go down just because it's getting so hot so fast. Yeah. The mix flow, you can still get it kind of on the warm side, but you're also just constantly mixing it down through there and it stays in there at a longer period of time. So it doesn't heat up so fast as it does with a mix flow. So What's it take from an educational standpoint, meaning educational to Randy and Rody here, if they're looking at a farmer that farms a bunch of acres like you that needs, could use a new dryer, what's the reason for a person? What's the tripping point what's the trigger what's the thing that chad henderson says yep it's time for me to put in a new grain dryer it needs to look feel like this well you know like i said the, the biggest thing is now it's education you know all right i didn't i didn't know when we put our dryer in you know uh i don't know it was 15 years ago or so you know like you said there's that lull and then you get into the areas where we're at you know we're not in the corn belt me and johnny you know we yeah. in the corn belt we have to look way outside our box and be at shows like this to come up with this kind of stuff so Definitely the world is a, you know, the internet, I mean, social media, you can get so much more information at hand. Now do your research like Johnny did, you know, get it, get one in your price range and, and you know, understand what, what you're trying to do, you know, because ours is, you know, Stuart spends a lot of time on ours where just managing that dryer, right. where it's a whole lot, you have a lot broader window of yeah. man, less management right. than what we do, you know, I mean, it's somebody there. You, know, you said 15 years. What's life expectancy? I mean, you go by some of these old farming operations, they got a bash dryer that looks like it's from the 70s out there or yeah. 80s. Is that, I mean, yeah. but when's it time, when's it time that you can justify it because of the test weight and the energy and the economics? I would think it would just go back to the, the economic side. Like his, at one point, his is not gonna be efficient enough and when he can get an extra three or four or five cents cheaper drying, that'd yeah. be what really triggers and the speed. So like on our farm, we really capitalize on that early harvest premium. Right now we're going 80 to a dollar over on early harvest premium. Yeah. It could be 30, 40 cents in two weeks under. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a dollar 20, dollar yeah. 40 so under. So you got a short window to make a bunch of money yeah. and the economics prove it out. You talked also about expandability. Yeah, and so like with their dryer here, literally if I had to expand it, I can make mine a third bigger, honestly, by taking the top cone off, stacking another section on, putting the cone right back on and going, I don't have to add any fans or anything like that. So you can go a third bigger, which would make it yeah. formidable. It'd be like 80 feet tall. Yeah. It'd be close to what, 6,000 bushel, 50, 55, 5,800. Is that bushel. pretty much peak? That's as big as it'll get? Yeah, if you want a bigger dryer after that, you gotta go longer. And they offer a longer dryer, but for us, right. we put in a dryer, when we put this one in, I was talking to Rody, I put a dryer in that was a third bigger than I needed that day. Yep. 
And since then, we added a third combine in corn harvest. So I've already used that third. So you pick up some acres, and every yeah. year you keep making more yeah. bushels per acre. So just stack it, it and go. Just like a yeah. Lego block, literally. Yeah. It's, it's just a few So when bowls. it comes time that that's maxed out, and it's time now, do I do the second one? That's a bigger decision. That's right. That'd the expansion bigger. of this one is incremental. That's right. But to build the next one of these, yeah. it starts to be a money issue. Right. Yeah. Again, then you have to look at your return on investment. And if you've got the acreage, you know, maybe it makes sense to put in yeah. a second one. Well, a lot, of, a lot of things come down to, like, from Johnny's design. When you're designing the system, you design for expansion. Right. You know, because a lot of it comes down to the material handling, yep. you know, the filling and the reclaim from the dryer. And if that isn't designed properly, then it limits how far you can expand the dryer. Yeah. And we look at that when you're yeah. doing things like that. And, so. and Rody made sure when I was doing mine that I put a, yeah. I didn't put a 4,000 bushel leg out dryer in, or leg in, right. to match the dryer. I put a 6,000. So if I ever add that tier, I don't have to change the leg out. Sure. That's what gets yeah. so expensive. That gets expensive. Adding on to a dryer is the cheap part. It's if you have to start changing out legs and your infrastructure, that's where your issues are going to be. And sometimes when you're in that process, the farmer says, I'm already capped out. That's a lot of money. And you say, no, it's probably smarter to plan for expansion right now than it is to come back and do it five years from now. Well, yeah, a lot of times what we do, if we're looking at expanding the dryer, sometimes as you go bigger with the dryer or taller, add tiers to it, the horsepower changes. So Rody and I have discussed, and Johnny knows well, that, yeah. that a lot of times maybe you don't put that bigger dryer in, but you put the horsepower in with it or put the, the sizes that you need, the controls with it, so you don't have to come back and change that out in the future, just like the material handling side. All right, get me out of here, Rody. What do I need to, what do I need to, my takeaway, you've kind of convinced me that there's a big difference from one dryer to the next, and then you've also convinced me that you and Randy are pretty good authority on this. Have you convinced Chad it's time for him to go ahead and upgrade his drying system? And, uh, we're going to talk about that. I think, I think we need to have further discussion Or y'all keep taking we'll talk about it. We'll that put these boys on the spot. Should we talk about money? It's a pretty big, this is a capital expenditure. Yeah, I mean, and it, is, it is for a long haul. Yeah. And it's maybe not for 40 years, but it's definitely for 20? 20, 30 years. You looked at it as a 20 to 30 year yeah. expenditure. That's right. And if you were to amortize it, you're amortizing on 30, your, your money is on 30, and you definitely can run with it like that. That's right. Yeah. And you take a look at that, and you look at the key factor here is the test weight, the quality we get out of our dryer, because yeah. that's what you're being paid on. You know, you talk bushels, you're not being paid on bushels, you're being paid on the weight of those bushels. Right. And with the weight of those bushels over 20 year period, the kind of cost savings you can have on that is very substantial on a mix well on our dryer. Yeah. And then from the storage standpoint, uh, I mean, once, once it's through the dryer, you know, you can talk about some nuances about your bins or the next bin or whatever. And also, to his point, he didn't even have superior grain bins, but the dryer works with, it's, it's, it's all compatible. Exactly. It's all compatible. Yep. All right. Chad Henderson's ready for a new grain drying system. Uh, Johnny made himself look really smart, and I really like going there and hanging out because I learned more about grain drying systems when I was climbing around on his. Uh, and if you need uh, any more questions, I would go to Rody and Randy here with Superior. If they want to learn more about it, where do they go? Where do they go? Superiorbins.com. My name is Damian Mason coming at you from the Superior Bins and Dryer booth here at the Farm Progress Show 2023. Till next time, share this so somebody can benefit from it. And also, hundreds of videos, hundreds of these things at extremeag.farm. Go and check them out. Till next time.